Oh my goodness, sis. Do you know what today is? It's your girl's birthday. Yes, 38 trips around the sun. Too excited and so blessed. I was thinking about what did I want to share with you all on my birthday? Because let me tell you, I am like a birthday fanatic. I am not one of those people who dread getting a year older. I am loud and proud to say I am 38 years old and I am super excited, super blessed. And there's just so many things I have learned over the years. But I said, what can I share with my ladies that would be effective for you guys? And, you know, I shared so much about my heart healing journey and stuff like that. But I kind of just wanted to share the number one thing that I learned that allowed me to have like this massive growth in different areas in different seasons of my life starting back when I was younger. So we're going to go and take a little journey on today through my 38 years. It'll be quick and you know, it won't last super long, right? Because 38 years might seem like a long time to travel through, but we'll go as fast as we can. But I'm going to just share with you like this the number one thing that I learned and then I'm going to give you some specific examples of how this actually played out in my life. So get ready, sis. You're going to want to tune into this one. Hey, sis. Welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again. Why wasn't I enough for him? Or I'm never going to get married. Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Hey sis, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing for my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups growing your relationship with God and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal, sis. Hey, sis, and welcome back. Thank you for joining me on today on this very special birthday episode. Hello. Yes, it's my birthday, as I said earlier. So we're going to zoom right on through. Sis, listen, if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening. And I know we have had some guests on and we are going to continue to have guests on the podcast this month. So I know there's probably some new listeners that they invited to come and listen. So if you like what you hear, then go ahead and hit the subscribe button, sis, and become a regular listener. So you won't have to miss anything. You'll get the notifications when new episodes are published. Also, if you love what you hear on the podcast, go and do your girl a favor, especially since it's my birthday, right? Consider it a gift. 
go leave me a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way to show support for the show and to let me know what you really think and if you're actually enjoying the content. So go ahead, leave me a five-star written review, what your thoughts, and I would love to see it because I read them all and they are all so special to me. So 38th birthday, what do I have going on? Well, I have some things for you on today. Uh, Today is the B-Day, the birthday, $38 sale. Hello, yes. So I decided since I am 38 years old that we're going to do a $38 sale. The book, the 365-day devotional, will be on sale for $38 on my website, Just use the promo code BDAY38, that's B-D-A-Y 38. Use that promo code at checkout and you will get the book for $38. Also, you can get a coaching session, a 60-minute coaching session for $38. Also, you, you don't even need a promo code for that. I will have it set on the website when you go to book so that it will cost $38. So, this is the time, sis, if you have been waiting to get your hands on the on a copy of my book or if you have been waiting to get a coaching session and just for it to go on sale, well, now is the time for you to take advantage and get what you need for your healing journey. I'm telling you, it is so worth it to invest in yourself, sis. It really is. And everybody that I have talked to after the sessions are over and those who are reading the books right now have just amazing things to say about both of them. So if this is something that you have been contemplating, sis, take action. Go ahead, book your session, buy your book, and start growing and healing. And the sale will last until Wednesday night at midnight. So we are doing like a 72-hour sale here. So go ahead, take action, sis. We talked about in another episode about audacious action. Let this be your audacious action so that you can see audacious growth in your life. Also for my birthday, I did things a little backwards. I have a gift for you, (laughs) a free gift that is. So if you look in the show notes, you will see a link that says freebie heart healing prayer. Okay, click that link and it will send you straight to a page where you can put in your name and email address and I'll deliver a prayer straight to your inbox. So this particular prayer is a prayer that I actually wrote. It's so special and it's so just authentic and pure because I wrote it not after I came out of my season of heartbreak, but while I was actually in it. So I wrote that prayer back then. It came from the purest place of my heart when I was healing and going through the process. And people enjoy it so much. It's a very simple prayer. It's about, um, it's like a, a video that's a little over three minutes, maybe like three minutes, five seconds, something like that, three minutes, 10 seconds. And, you know, people love it so much. I've gotten so much great feedback on it. It has been prayed, listened to, shared, I don't know, 20, over 26,000 times at this point. And it's that effective. It's that encouraging because like I said, a lot of people have, you know, messaged me and said, thank you for this. This was so needed. I appreciate you so much for this. Thank you for sharing your heart with us, like all these different comments. And so in sharing that, I thought that, hey, I want to share this with my community of women who are going through this season of heartbreak. And listen, y'all, if y'all know a guy, right, who needs to hear it, if you, you know, maybe it's not your ex, but maybe you have a 
brother, a cousin, a friend who may be going through the same kind of season because I have actually had a decent amount of men to say, hey, this was good for me too. So get the prayer. Like I said, use the link in the show notes that says freebie heart healing prayer so that you can just go in and put, it's so, so simple. Just put your name and email address in and I will deliver this prayer straight to your email address and you can listen to it as many times as you want. It is yours at that point. You can, you know, it's so difficult because when we're going through this heartbreak and we have moments of sadness and we want to pray, sometimes we don't know what to pray for or we're just so feeling so broken that we don't have the words to formulate. This prayer is something that can help you in those times. So it's free and it's yours. Just take advantage, sis. So now what is the secret? What is my secret to having growth in the 38 years? How did I get to the place where I am right now? You know, where am I? Some of y'all might be new here. So you're like, I don't know you. Who are you? Where are you? You telling me this, but you're listening to me. So I am a podcast host, but I'm a host of other things as well. I am a wife and a mother of two very small children. I want to call them babies, but they're a toddler and a preschooler at this point. Um, I have a bonus daughter who's in college, her freshman year of college finishing up that. And by trade, I'm a school psychologist. (laughs) I'm an author. As you heard me mention that I have a book, Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. So check that out as well. And so I have done a a great deal of things and I am continuing to grow. But when I go back and think about it, there's like this number one factor that has helped me. And it may seem simple, but (laughs) it was difficult in the moments when I had to do it. So I am going to share with you what it is, and then I'm going to give you some examples of how this actually played out, how I walked it out, lived it out in my life. So that thing, my secret, is committing to my decision. So as we dive into this, I want to say that if this is something you're interested in, check out episode eight, the number one decision to make after a breakup and four amazing results you get, because this actually kind of kickstarts like my decision-making stuff back then when I shared that episode. So you can go back and check it out if you've never listened to that one. So in my early years, I didn't know that this was biblical, like to actually make a decision and stick to it. But I eventually learned that it is. In James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. And I have heard this scripture before, right? But it took a minute for it to take root. It took a minute for me to understand and to get some wisdom on what that actually meant. So before I realized how much power my words actually had, I used to speak death over myself all the time, like by saying things like, I'm so indecisive. I hate making decisions. I'm a horrible decision maker. Sis, if you say things like this, please stop because those are not life-giving words. They are actually words of death. And I know that sounds a, a bit drastic, but seriously, like those words are planting bad seeds in your life. And they surely planted bad seeds in my life for a long time. 
I didn't commit to single decisions because of fear, you know, and so like I missed out on opportunities and I had sleepless nights from being indecisive and simply just not making decisions. So stop speaking those things over yourself because those that's the harvest of those words. So when I was afraid of making the wrong decision, I essentially was in a place of having no faith. I had no faith. In Proverbs 16 and 3, it says, commit your works to the Lord. And this is the amplified version. Commit your works to the Lord, submit and trust them to him. And your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and guidance. I was trying to do everything on my own instead of committing my works and plans and ideas to God. I was saying, you know, what is the decision that I need to make? What is the decision? What do I want to do? What do I need to do? Instead of asking God what it is that he wanted me to do or saying, God, this is what I think I should do. Is this right? Or can you help me? Instead, I was trying to do everything in my own strength, which is part, which was part of the problem, which is why I felt so indecisive, which is why I was never really settled in my spirit about the decisions I made because they weren't coming from God. And I wasn't even seeking counsel from the Holy Spirit at that time during those times. So like I said, missed opportunities, sleepless nights, like that's the fruit of the seeds that I planted. So when you make a single decision and you commit to it, then all of your focus and energy is able to go into that one direction instead of splitting it into two or more directions. Like I said in James, a double-minded person is unstable in all they do. And he says that they shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. I wasn't receiving anything from God. My It's like whatever prayers I was praying, I would pray. And then I would go back and still worry. And then I'd be like, I'd pray one thing, but then I'd be like, but maybe I should do this or should I do that? And again, I'm talking to myself. I'm not really asking God. I'm just like, God, I want this. I want this. I want this. And then I go back and say, but I don't know if that's right. Oh, I don't know if that's what I should do. I don't know. And then again, I was just like being tossed by the wind to and fro and not receiving anything that I prayed for because I couldn't make the decisions. When I got to the point where, you know, I was able to finally start making some decisions, that is when I saw the most growth and had the best results in my life. When I actually made the decisions and stuck to it, (laughs) okay, so not just making the decisions, but sticking to the decisions that I made, man, I tell you, like, that was a game changer for me. So I want to share some examples with you of how this actually played out in my life, and maybe it'll give you some ideas of things that maybe, you know, maybe you need to start making some decisions, or maybe you realize that you make decisions, but you don't stick to them, and so you're not able to see the good fruit that you want to see. You're not able to see Uh, your prayers manifest because you're not sticking to them. So let me just share. And I'm going to go back some years, right? (laughs) Like I said, we had 38 years up in here. But I actually, I think I have like nine things here, nine examples. So I'm going to go through them quickly. But one example is from my junior year of high school. So I was like a very average CB student, right? Um, And I decided I was going to stop being that average student and become a straight A student. So I was, again, I used to do things out of fear. I think I was more afraid of committing to becoming a straight A student because I didn't think I had what it took to become a straight A student, to be a straight A student. So I didn't want to commit to that. I didn't want to say that's what I was going to do because I didn't think I really could do it. 
But when I got to my junior year and I said, you know what, we just gonna try. We're gonna try and we're gonna do our best. So after I committed to it, I did what? I became that straight A student. So when things balanced out, you know, unfortunately I made the decision too late to graduate with honors, but when things actually did balance out, then I ended, you know, I ended up graduating with like a 3.2 GPA, which I, like I said, wholeheartedly believe it could have been better had I made the decision sooner to be a straight A student. Okay, so that's just one, you know, one example. And then my second example is I had a very similar situation in undergrad. College was an adjustment for me because I made good grades in high school. You know, the CB is very average and my parents were okay with that. And so I was able to make those grades with very little effort. So even when I became a straight A student, that still didn't take me like a whole lot of effort to do. But college was an adjustment. I needed a little more effort there. So I ended up my freshman year with a solid like straight 2.0, straight Z's. (laughs) And, you know, I maybe put forth some effort, but not my full potential. And my parents were happy that I didn't flunk out (laughs) because of their experience with children in the past. They were like, you're still in school. Cool. I was there crying my eyes out because why? I had a scholarship and I needed to maintain a 2.5 for the year to keep that scholarship. So I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? What did I get myself into? And so I was like, I actually prayed (laughs) and I asked God for his help. And I decided that I was going to commit to, I was like, this is not too big for me. I am going to, I think I'd set the goal of maybe making like a a 3.2 for the next year, 3.1, something like I wanted to do the minimum to get me to that point to make a 2.5 for the school year. So that second semester, I had to bust my butt and I did, and I made a 3.2 for that second semester, which which put me right at like a 2.6, I believe, for the year. And I was able to keep my scholarship. But again, I had to make that decision. And from that point, I committed to doing better. Like it's hard to get out of that hole once you, cause you know, a 2.0, it was hard to really like come up from that. But I decided that I was gonna do better. So every semester after that, I made either the Dean's list or the President's list from then on out, except one semester when I ran into biology and we didn't gel that well. <laughs> so um, yeah, that that was a rough semester, but the rest of them, Dean's List, President's List on the way out. And I think I still ended up, I think I graduated from college with like a 3-2 as well. So again, I always make my decisions just a little too late when it came to school. But example number three, Those two incidents before taught me something. So when I went to grad school, I was like, I'm going to do things a little bit differently. And this is where I saw what making a decision in the beginning could really do for me. I decided in the beginning that I wanted to graduate from grad school with honors. And the only way to do it from grad school is to make a 4.0. So I decided I was going to be a 4.0 student, straight A's all the way through grad school. Spoiler alert, your girl didn't make it. <laughs> but because I had such I had set such high expectations for myself, I still graduated with a 3.9 and I'm pretty darn proud of that from grad school, okay? So I got I didn't get the 4.0, but I got a 3.9 and ain't nothing wrong with that. So, that was example number 3. So now up until that point, you know, these were my younger years of me trying to make decisions, figure my way out through life. But, you know, up until that point, you know, I prayed and I was growing and I started doing things 
Um, more than just going to church on Sundays, I started going to Bible study and participating in ministry stuff. Um, I started feeling like, you know, God was convicting me when I did things wrong that I wasn't supposed to do, but I still didn't have a true and deep relationship with God. Like I didn't know what he could do for me. Like I, I just really didn't know that because you don't really find that out until you have a true deep relationship with him. So at that point, I had lots of missed opportunities still, and I definitely settled for less than his best on a number of occasions. I also made decisions without knowing whether they were God-ordained or not at the time, but God was with me and he course-corrected me when he needed to, which I am so, so very grateful for. So let's go to example number four. Let's start talking more about my personal life. Hey, sis. Have you heard that today is my birthday and nothing would make me happier on my special day than being able to help you on your heart healing journey? Just like I helped Daedra, who said, Candace was so helpful coaching me on my healing journey. It was so easy to open up and talk to her about my journey because she could relate to what I am going through. What stood out to me most is her willingness to follow up even after our session for check-ins slash accountability. Speaking to another woman with a Christian perspective who has overcome heartbreak has helped restore my hope that I can get through this as well. Sis, you don't have to lay awake at night wondering how you're going to make this gut-wrenching pain end and move on with your life. It's simple. Do like Daedra and take matters into your own hands by booking a heartbreak coaching session with me, where we will come up with a personalized plan with strategies that will actually help you see real progress on your healing journey. And there's no better time to book your session because we are celebrating my birthday with a $38 sale. That's right. You can get a whole 60-minute heartbreak coaching session with me for only $38. Ask yourself this question. Is moving on after this breakup worth $38? This is an easy decision, sis, but you have to act quickly because this offer ends Wednesday, March 22nd. Quick, head over to my website, CandaceAbaddies.com forward slash services and book your 60-minute coaching session. No promo code is needed to take advantage of this incredibly low price. Remember this from 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Let's get back to the show, sis. I did a whole episode on how God told me to leave four different relationships. So check out episode 12 is God telling me to leave my relationships. Four ways God told me to leave four different relationships. But at this point in my life, at, at, well, at that point in my life, my decisions were less about me trying to figure things out on my own and just doing what I wanted to do. And they became more about being obedient to what God was telling me to do. So sometimes if you listen to that particular episode I just referenced, like in the beginning, I didn't really know it was God telling me. It's just I felt these unctions to do things. Things were happening or my spirit wasn't settled, things like that. When, you know, but when I was able to look back, I knew it was God pointing me in the direction that I needed to go by making me leave relationships I shouldn't have been in. So it was whether or not I was going to obey what was, you know, the like the unctions, obey. When I, at some point, you know, the first two, I wasn't quite sure, but at some point I realized it was God speaking to me. So then it was like, okay, are you going to obey or not? Like, what you going to do? And in regards to that, check out episode, oof, I'm going to have to put in the show note, the, actual, the show notes, the actual episode that it is, but it's 
The title is Five Benefits I Gained from a Single Act of Obedience. So um, like I said, I'll put the episode number in the show notes. But when I started actually like obeying God, like you, you would have thought like these decisions would have been harder to make because it wasn't something I wanted to do, right? I didn't want to leave these relationships, honestly, most of them anyway. Um, but it was just like God was leading me in that direction and telling me to do that. Uh, so, you know, you would think that it would be hard, right? But while they weren't necessarily easy, they were easier because I knew that it was the right decision. So it's like it's it when you don't know what the right decision is, it is harder to make it. It's harder to make a decision when you're not seeking God for his guidance and counsel. And so you don't know what the right decision is. When you hear from God and you have more peace about that decision, like this is right, even though it doesn't feel right in the moment, even though uh, it's something contrary to what your flesh wants to do, if you can rise above your flesh, then you can be like, okay, God, I'm still going to obey and I'm going to make this decision and trust you to work it out for me. So that's what made them, like I said, not easy, but easier because I knew that God was telling me to do these things, to leave those relationships. So, and I want you to know, like with that, things didn't automatically get better for me after leaving the relationships, right? With regards to getting like what I wanted, but I learned something about myself each time and I learned something about God each time. So it was such valuable, uh, obviously it was necessary for me to leave, but it was such valuable lessons and it disciplined me it strengthened my relationship with God and so like making the decisions to leave those relationships when I did was just like so pertinent for like growth in my life and then number five I made the decision uh I'm trying to think about how old I was maybe like 28 29 ish I made the decision that I was actually going to purchase my own home as a single woman And so what was happening at that point, I may have been 27, I'm not sure how old I was exactly, but at that point when I made that decision, it was just like, I was in a point in my life where I was waiting on my husband, right? It's like, you have the career, you know, you're doing okay, you're fine. And, but I didn't want to go and buy a home as a single woman. I wanted to wait for my husband. I wanted us to do that together And it's like, this man ain't coming and this rent is expensive and this apartment is small. (laughs) And yeah, it's just me up in here, but I'd rather be paying for something that I'm going to own because at that point I wasn't even sure that I was going to have a husband because again, I was single. I was single, single, didn't have nobody. And so it's just like, I'm just going to buy a house. (laughs) I'm just going to buy one. And when I made the decision and I stopped going back and forth because I was going back and forth in my mind about it, it's like, I want a house, but I want to wait for my husband. Like, what should I do? And when I finally made the decision that I'm just going to go ahead and buy one, then it made it easier. And then it, it came to pass, you know, because it was like, well, what about the money? And what about, you know, what if I can't afford it and all these things? But God worked it out and led me to, you know, purchase a home that was affordable, that he would provide uh, for me to be able to to handle a house note and handle the maintenance and everything. And it was amazing when it, you know, for me, and it was me by myself. My husband and I, since then, we, when we first got married, that's where we lived. I had bought a townhome and we lived there for a couple of years. And even when my daughter was born, we lived there. 
And when I was pregnant with my son, it was like, okay, this townhouse is getting a bit small. (laughs) So we actually purchased another home. But it was just like making the decision that as a single woman, I'm still going to go ahead and I'm going to buy this house by myself was a big decision for me to make. So um, yeah, that was, you know, maybe you might see yourself there. Should I do this? Should Should I do that? And I'm not telling you to do it because I did it. But what I am saying is consult God about it. If you haven't, consult him, not just be like, God, this is what I want, but but God, what do you think about this? Like, what's your plan for me as far as this goes? Do you think I can do this by myself? Start asking the questions. God's going to tell you, and he's going to lead you and make the decision and stick to it. And then number six, that example. So when I walked away from my last dating relationship, Lord have mercy. Y'all know I've talked about this so many times. I had a huge decision to make that was going to change everything that I wasn't even aware of at that time. Uh, I didn't even know it. But at that time, I wanted the relationship back. After I let it go, I wanted it back because the pain from it ending was just too much for me to bear. It felt like I couldn't do it. It was too hard. It hurt too bad. I had never really experienced hurt like that before. And I was just like, God, like, mm -mm, give it back. Give me the relationship back. And I probably could have like forced my way back into that relationship, right? I could have kept going and kept like, you know, trying to get this man's attention. I could have kept like just going and going for it. Um, And it could have been a possibility that we got back together, right? But would that have been the best thing for me? What what fruit? I have no idea. I don't, because it didn't happen. I obviously don't have any idea how that would have ended. However, because I know the growth that came from me not going back to that relationship, I could honestly say that that probably just would not have been the best thing because then I wouldn't have been able to grow like I did. God was asking me to completely surrender that relationship, to surrender the relationship, let it go completely, let the man go, let the idea that, you know, we would ever get back together go, like just let it all go, surrender it all to him. And then to trust God and follow him afterwards. And it's like, but God, I don't know where you going. Why are you taking me? And that was the really difficult part to trust him afterwards. Because man, now I'm just out here in the dark, feel like I'm feeling my way. And God's like, no, because you're not out here by yourself. So that was probably like the hardest decision I ever had to make and the most painful decision I ever had to make. But it was so worth it. It was so worth it. And uh, for for those of you who don't know, like that relationship actually was with my now husband. Um, But at that time, like I really thought the relationship was over, over because God made me let it go. He made me cut the string. He's like, you're unattached. You're completely like this is over. That is how how it felt. And that that is what it was. That was my reality at that time, that the relationship was over. God would not let me hold on to any hope of it coming back because he wanted me to completely surrender it. Uh, But in God's timing, that relationship did come back around. But I had grown so very much. I was almost, I wouldn't say a completely different person, right? But I had grown so much and so many ideas and how I would idolize marriage and relationships. Like God has stripped all of that away from me, which I was so grateful for. I had outgrown all of those types of things and things that were not healthy for me to to think like thought patterns that wasn't healthy for me um, as, a, as a married woman. Like I could not have lived the rest of my life like that. 
And I think it would have been detrimental to the marriage had I, you know, had those mindsets still. And, you know, my husband had his own journey that he had to take and God had work to do with him on him. And so that was a whole different thing. So that just wasn't meant to be in that season at all. And so I'm grateful that God did what he did the way that he did it. But massive growth, y'all, like massive growth. That's why I'm talking y'all, talking to y'all today because that season, I'm telling y'all, propelled me into purpose like nobody's business, which is why I wrote the book, Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. So if you find yourself in such a situation, go ahead. You would definitely benefit from the book and you should get it while it's on sale, sis. Get it while it's hot. The seventh example is me actually deciding to write the book. So a lot of things happened and y'all, I probably, I have more examples. I'm just trying to pull out some big ones. <laughs> but the, when I made the decision to actually write the book, I never considered myself to be a writer. Let's, let's be real right there. <laughs> I didn't find myself capable, but God had obviously spoken to me, told me I was going to write this book. I thought he told me I was going to write a book at first. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And I had my own ideas about what the book was going to be about. And God was like, no, nah, that's not what we're doing. And he told me what the book was going to be about. And I I was like, God, I can't write 365 days on that. And he's like, you can and you will. And so saying yes, because at this point, all my decisions were not like, I'm going to do this. My decisions were to say yes <laughs> at this point to what God told me to do. And so my obedience of saying yes is like now I am helping women who are reading this book to go through their heart healing journeys. And y'all, it is such a satisfying and rewarding something to know that you're part of God's plan for like part of God's plan here in the earth and part of God's plan for somebody else's life. Like that yes was a big yes because it, it took commitment. It took real commitment to not give up. It, I wrote that book, I started in January, and I finished in July. And that was, that was me saying, I commit to writing two devotionals a day. Now, granted, I did slip sometimes. I was like, you know, wasn't able to get to two. My daughter at the time was like a year old, had just turned a year that January when I started writing the book. So she was extremely small. But it was, you know, that making that decision to say yes to that process and sticking to it again massive amounts of growth because I got to see a side of myself that I had never seen a side of myself that I never envisioned and I got to see what God saw for you know for a certain aspect of my life and so it's pretty amazing and I, I love it I love it here it's <laughs> I do love it here and then number eight was when I decided to um, start the podcast. And so again, this was another thing that was God ordained. I think he put the desire in my heart and I'm like, yes, God, I will do it. And the same, very similar thing happened that happened with the book. I was like, yes, God, I'm going to start this podcast. And then I went on and said, I'm going to do this and talk about that. And this is going to be my title. And I had kind of planned it out. And God was like, no, that's not what we're doing either. And I was like, what? <laughs> and when he told me again, what the podcast is going to be about, I argued for a little while. Um, God and I even argued about how many times a week I was going to publish because I said, I can't do once a week. When I first started, I was like, I'm going to do twice a month. And God was like, once a week. And I was like, 
I'm not hearing that twice a month, <laughs> you know, but eventually by the time I started, I had said yes to the once a week. And now here we are like twice a week. So again, I love it here. And again, it's just being a part of your journeys is really special to me because I get to help you to grow out of the place that I was able to grow out of. And I just want you to have hope that if I made it out, if I was able to make these decisions and come out of those hard seasons and actually see growth in my life, then you can too. Sorry. <laughs> um, if I can see growth in my, in, in my life through these tough seasons, then I know that you can too. So do not give up and actually start making these decisions and sticking to it. Make the, de make the decisions sis. I am going to heal. Yes, I will. So before I start going into that, let's go. I got one more example for you. So last year, I decided that I was going to join this mastermind group. And this group to join is going to cost me $3,500. <laughs> and But it was something that I felt was so good. I, I, you know, I prayed about it and I asked God about it. And I, I, was, I wasn't completely sure at one point, but then I felt like, okay, this is a yes. This is a yes. And it's something that helped to grow me as a as a person to have a, it was another level of I can do hard things <laughs> because it was so like it was 12 weeks and it was just asking so much of me but it stretched me so much it made me do things that was uncomfortable things I didn't want to do things I didn't feel like doing but it grew me so much and that's how I actually started coaching you guys because I got training during this mastermind that I had joined. And so it really, really helped me. It really stretched me. It helped me to pour an amazing foundation for my business. It helped me to grow the podcast. It helped me do so many things that I'm so, so grateful for. And so that, yes, again, is something that has caused tremendous growth in me and in my life. And I'm doing things now that I didn't even know was possible. I'm doing things now that I'm like, wow, God, it's blowing my mind. Again, the fact that I have a business at all is mind blowing to me. So I, you know, it's just another example of how making a decision and sticking to it. And y'all, when that mastermind came up, I was like, I had, I had to make the decision and then I, I made the decision and then life started lifing like real bad. And I was like, I don't have $3,500 to give right now because life started lifing as it does. And that's how I knew that I had to do it because why are you trying to keep me from this mastermind now? Now it's just money. So why are you trying to keep me from this mastermind? So I was like, we're going to find this money one, one way or the other. We're going to get it, we, but we're doing this. Like we're doing it. Nothing's stopping me. And so that was like a really important yes. It was a really important decision to make and to stick to. And it's like, you know, once you pay the money, girl, you in there. So you definitely stick into it. So that was like my most recent, like big yes and big decision, but I'm constantly now in a place of making decisions and having to stick to them. And so where am I now? I'm in a place of like, God, help me to find the next the next decision that I need to make and commit to right now, because I actually am in a place of like transitioning from some things into some other things that I'm like, so much is going on around me and in my life that I'm like, God, help me to focus and to like settle down, focus and reset so you can show me where to point all of my attention and let me do that. <laughs> let me do that because right now I feel like my attention's being pulled in so many different 
directions and areas. So I'm asking God for guidance on what it is he wants me to do in this season so that I can commit to that because I know the benefits of committing. I know the massive amount of growth that I will experience once I say I'm doing this and I focus all of my attention there. I'm ready to go, sis. When I say this is it, I am on it and I follow through and I see growth and I see success. And I want you to know, I'm not saying this like to toot my horn. I want you to know this because you can do it too in any area of your life, whether it is your career, something with your personal life, whether it is on this healing journey that you're on, that you make the decision, I'm picking up my mat and walking like the like the man at the pool of Bethesda. Like, you know, when you make the decision, you're showing God that you have faith. And listen, if you're wrong, if you're one of those people like I used to be, who's so worried about making the wrong decision, don't be afraid of that either. Because as I said, when I was on like the wrong path or didn't quite make the right decision, then God, he corrected me. He told me, okay, you made the decision to start the podcast, but your decision on what you're going to talk about ain't right. So just make the decision. And if it's wrong or, you know, need some tweaking, God will make sure that gets done. He will. That's why, you know, you ask for wisdom. As it says in James, the first scripture I read, it said, if, if any of you lack wisdom, ask God and he gives it generously. God, when I ask him about what should I be doing or what should I be talking about, he definitely told me. And so I was like, okay, you know, and from that point, the decision becomes, am I going to obey or am I not? So what is it right now that God is asking you to do? I want you to journal through this, sis. Ask that question, what is God asking of me in this season? If you know, write it out. The Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. Habakkuk 2, 2, I think it is. Write the vision and make it plain. So if you already know what he's asking you to do, write it down. Make the decision that you're going to commit to that. If you don't know, the same question goes at the top of your page. What is God asking of me in this season? If you don't know, that's fine too. Then you inquire of him. Say, God, I want to know. I'm, I want to be a wise woman. And a wise woman does what you say. She builds her house on the rock, meaning that she listens to your word and she does what it says. She built her life, her business, and everything that she does on you. You are the rock. So I want to be wise. I'm asking you for wisdom. What are you asking of me in this season? And whatever that is, you do that, sis. You move in the things that he's telling you to. You say yes. If it seems impossible, if it seems hard, if it's something you don't want to do, do not let that deter you from giving God your yes. Because while it may seem hard, while it may seem not right, <laughs> while it may seem impossible, while it may seem unattractive, it's the best plan for your life. I promise you, if God said it, it is the best, no matter what the world says it looks like, no matter what you think it looks like, because we all have limited views and limited vantage points. So make a decision, stick to it, and start by asking, God, what are you asking of me in this season? I know this episode may have been a little long and I apologize, but it's my birthday, y'all. <laughs> so thank you for hanging out with me on today. 
and um, I'm going to be celebrating. So you celebrate too by one, going grab your freebie. Again, the link is in the show notes. Grab your free prayer. It have it delivered straight to your inbox by just putting in your name and your email address. And also number two, grab a copy of the book and or a coaching session because they're both $38 each right now. Take advantage of this sale with the promo code BDAY38. That's B-D-A-Y 38. All right. I love you, sis. Come on over to the Facebook group and chat with me. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye. Hey, sis. Listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.